So welcome everybody. We are here, episode three. We're chilling with three Dharma daddies and our special guest for today. Uh, we've got a special uh, week ahead, not only just in Dharma, but we've got something special planned for today. Uh, today's like kind of engagement and topic with our special guest, Mrs. Autumn Taylor. Hey everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, we're going to be talking about women. In sales and women in business. I like it. Uh, it's a lot has happened since the pandemic. And people, like I mentioned in the last episode, people got exposed. People, when uh, when COVID came around, a lot of people got exposed, men yep. and women. And so there's been a huge uptick of women not only killing it in business, but also separating themselves from what was the norm of uh, many different things we'll talk about today. But without further ado, we do have a lot going on in Dharma this week. Big yet. Let us know what's going on, man. Yeah, so last week we were able to go ahead and build that website. We got that going. So uh, probably tomorrow or the next day we're going to go ahead and sit down, bulk order all of our inventory, go ahead and take the hit because I know we're going to sell it all. Mm. And so fast. we're going to go ahead and just – yeah, fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get everything already in. We're going to get professional product shots done and stuff like that. That way everything's clean, cut, and people people go to the site and they see something like, oh, this is this is the real shit. Like, So that's, that's a big goal. Oh, it's super real. Super good. Super comfy. Read the product descriptions when you uh, go on the website. Yeah. I'm proud of them. <laughs> yeah, of we, got a, we got a product called stickers. <laughs> stickers. <laughs> and there's crop tops. They're cute. They're comfy. That's all I got to yeah. know. Yeah. So you can they get a really crop top are. now? I have like two crop tops left, so that's one of the things we have to rebulk order. Scarcity. Yeah. No, actually, one person placed an order uh, yesterday for a crop top, and so that might have been the last one or might have one left. Does she have one stored? Yes, I have yeah, a crop top. I already have a crop top. Yeah, she's got the crop top. I got the crop top. I got a few sets. They're very cute and but very yeah, comfy. Yeah, for the for the viewers, go ahead and elaborate on the sets. We haven't really had a woman on here yet to talk about them. We just yeah. been capping about them. Are they yeah, that good though? They are very good, and uh, they're they're really like they're the they're compression material is super fire. Like you definitely yeah. do not need a bra for all the ladies out there doing workouts with the compression top and the set. Like you can just throw the top on, throw the pants on, and go work out. That's all you need, and it's. Uh, Fire. Does Not it look lie. good? It looks great. Yeah, actually, it's very I hot. Had a girl hit me up uh, today on Snapchat and she said, Hey, I'm doing a professional photo shoot tomorrow. Can I snag some clothing from you and get some product shots done? I was like, Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> you Say just, less. You asked at the right time. Say yeah. She closed less. you. She closed you. <laughs> <laughs> when you see her, she's, you don't have to close me. Big yet. Big yet. So we got that. The, thanks for letting us know like what's upcoming this week. With Dharma, how you how you feeling this week, Skip? Oh, uh, it's gonna be a really really blessed week with Dharma. Uh, in addition to the bulk ordering, it's gonna be a big um, learning curve for us, running the numbers, making sure everything looks good. We're not gonna go in the red, and then once we uh, no, we're going in the red at first, but well, then I'm gonna make sure we end up in the green. Not the red, red. red. <laughs> not not red like your shorts, red like you know the red red. Might have wore these. Not the fun podcast. bright red, but <laughs> we're gonna learn how to make sure we keep that inventory running. Uh, how to make sure we. Uh, Organize the site accordingly for order fulfillment. Uh, we just ordered a label maker, all the supplies needed for that. So we're going to figure out how that works to make shipping a lot faster. Um, so there's a lot we're going to learn this week. And uh, I think by the end of the week, by the time we film the next episode, we're going to have it down pat. Nah, big uh, yak got it down yet. pat. Ooh. Big, big yak. That's my dad. I'm not big. Yeah, I'm, I'm little yet, but I tower over One him. And I'm, I'm like 20 pounds heavier than him. But it's medium yak. Medium yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Good. Discount. Well, yeah. So first off, thank you for joining us. I know you're you've been literally pretty busy, pretty nonstop for the last couple of months. 
Uh, you made some time for today, which we appreciate. Yes, thank you guys uh, for having, having me. We love having guests on. It was fun uh, being out on the boat with everybody and just like, we didn't talk much. We just sat and relaxed. <laughs> yeah, we and that, that's kind of the best thing is just sitting there looking at, you know, the wilderness and taking in life. Yeah, that's good. No, it was a great day so far. But yeah, glad to, glad to have you. I know uh, you've done some pretty incredible things over the last year or two being in the sales industry and running your own business and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear about what you have to say. Well, thank you, Wyatt. That's very humbling coming yeah. from you, Mr. Dharma Daddy himself oh, no. and all of you Dharma Daddies. <laughs> so thank you guys for yeah. having me here. I'm excited to be here and, and share some of my of my story with you guys. Yeah. So so what is your story? Let's start with that. Like where do you come from? Hometown? Yeah. How'd you grow up? Um so I grew up in a little town called Bend, Oregon and uh, I grew up very sheltered and I spent a lot of time riding horses and living in the country and doing all that, but my father, he's from uh, Oakland, California and his family has a pretty cool story and I think that's kind of what uh, kind of pushed me to do the things that I'm doing now but um, his family a lot of them were doctors and lawyers and they actually started a college in the south uh, for uh, all blacks and so I guess a bunch of them they moved on to uh, California and because they didn't want to be in the south anymore and um, one of my uh, my great-grandfather was like the first uh, black doctor in uh, San Francisco and so he would be like the home doctor to all the blacks in the area mm-hmm. and I actually wanted to be a doctor to kind of forefront that uh, torch for my family like follow the family history yeah follow the family history it was most of everybody were either doctors or lawyers and I wasn't really into being a lawyer I really still love the medical field I watch surgeries like almost every day on my Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube. So I really do like the medical side still to this day, but it's just not my path. I just find it interesting. But that was where I was actually going to follow through. However, my father, he took a different route. He followed his father's route, which his father was an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur, fully entrepreneur. He sold Kirby vacuums door to door like my whole entire life. And I had been quote-unquote selling vacuums with my father since I was in the womb and crazy story he would would take you and make you go door knock with him yes while I was a child and then I found out um I had been I've been working since age 14 or 13 um started in eighth grade I worked at like a random Thai restaurant I've been working for a long time and then once I realized I couldn't make a lot of money you know doing these little jobs like these hourly jobs I finally kind of submitted to my dad and I was like okay dad I'll listen to you just show me how to make some real money and so he took me out in the summer and I'd go door knocking with him in Timbuktu of Oregon uh, for my summer jobs (laughs) and so people would like I, I the places I've been the contacts I've made it would it's a whole nother story but so, i have been door knocking damn. for a long time <laughs> so your dad introduced you to sales um yes. you had previous uh exposure to like doctors and stuff like that that was a career path that interests you so not only sales being a doctor or something of that sort but also i'm sure you worked your part-time jobs here and there doing certain things i think you told us one of them earlier yeah, yeah. Wait, like, wait, w- there was a part-time job that she applied for last year yeah so well that that goes into like pre-covid um i've always been a hard worker i've never stopped working um when covid hit so this is where it all kind of happened i 
had this entrepreneurial dream. I went to college to be um, a doctor. I was a biomed major. I dropped out and my whole family like are very prestigious on my dad's side. So they like kind of shun you. Like if you drop out of college, like you're kind of a failure. If you don't have like a life path or like, oh, well, she's a loser. So it was really hush hush when I dropped out and my father was really supportive. I just told him, I said, hey, dad, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm dropping out. Like, please come pick me up from northern Arizona Flagstaff. So he came all the way to pick me up from college and I went home. And two years later, I tried to find like what I wanted to do. And I actually was going to get set up in real estate and I moved away from home and I was working on working at the coast and the pandemic hit and I was trying to get my real estate license but it cost money to do that and I just wanted to be I didn't want to move back in with my family and be kind of broke so I was like okay well what am I going to do so pandemic hit had a dream of being financially set so I was like okay I'm gonna just do whatever it takes so I went on Craigslist (laughs) to uh, look up gigs like random gigs so I was shoveling horse shit I was working yes and I had three jobs at the time so I'd shovel horse shit in the morning I'd wake up at 5 a.m. go to a farm do like 15 to 30 stalls in the morning and then I would go before before noon that's how easy work my grandfather he had donkeys he cleaned a stable out it is a lot of work so I would do 15 to 30 in the morning (laughs) before noon and then at noon I would have to drive all the way about 30 minutes away from the ranch to another ranch where I'd plant tomatoes. And I was on a, a <laughs> tomato farm planting thousands of tomato plants with Mexicans that weren't legal. And I was on an actual farm with illegal immigrants. Mexican people work hard. And I was working harder than them. Wow. Haley, my best friend that you guys met, we were working our asses off on a tomato farm that I convinced her to work with me at because we both wanted money. <laughs> So I just continued the dream and I just worked my ass off and I just kept working. And then it got to the point that I didn't care what I did. I actually applied to McDonald's because they were hiring for $25 an hour. So at the time, so I applied applied to McDonald's while I was working these two other jobs. And then I was also dog walking. I had so many different jobs. I also had to sleep. Not really. And then I also was painting decks, staining decks, building decks. And I also did, uh, I was a landscaper. So I did so much random work that I'd find <laughs> on Craigslist or just whatever I could find during the pandemic because I just wanted to make sure so I became a real like estate some, agent. This isn't like some story. This was like last year. This was last year. And then as I kind of phased out of the harder work, I still was doing hard manual labor. I moved to the coast again, and I was a aerial park guide, which I had to get certified for during the pandemic, which is crazy. <laughs> so I was taking people up 70 feet in the air on, like, aerial park tours. It was a really fun job, but I also was doing landscaping, and I was a bartender for a week, but I also was doing serving. It was crazy. Never slept. And then I got the opportunity to move to California, and I said, okay, I quit my job, my day jobs. I packed up all my stuff. I didn't tell my family i just went home with all my stuff and i left it in the garage and i said oh guys by the way you guys need to drop me off at the airport tomorrow morning i'm leaving to california what brought you to california 
It was solar. It was the career I am in now. So, so how did you get involved? Like, did someone DM you? Did someone reach out to you? Was it a friend that's already in that industry? How did you get involved? It was kind of a friend that's already in the industry. It was an ongoing thing. I actually tried to set up my father with the solar thing about three years ago, but he never really went for the opportunity. So uh, it was just kind of sitting there. And then I just said, you know what? I'm just going to take a leap of faith why not and i just quit everything and then Better moved than to california yeah <laughs> i do have my mcdonald's uh uniform they texted her actually the other yeah, day yeah they texted me the other day <laughs> asking like, hey, if i'm still, still looking interested in applying yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> we'll give you 25 15 now well, well, well now you're probably like yeah can i buy the building <laughs> can i buy the real estate right. y'all can work for me you're getting close to that so. it'd be pretty cool to do that it'd be cool but so yeah solar so yeah. like solar Solar's panels cool. for people's roofs yeah, so I never really looked at myself as somebody that um, would be in sales because I'm not really a pushy person. Watching my dad sell Kirby vacuums, I always, you know, I'd see that type of sales environment and I was like, you know, that's not really me. And then I looked at real estate as something as a commodity where people are like kind of looking at you. They already want it. And they're kind of just looking for someone to help them get what they want. So I just thought that would be an easy sale. And then I don't know how to describe it really. But solar is kind of that commodity where people want it and you're not really selling, which is not the truth anymore to what me do you now. Mean you're not really selling. You definitely are selling. That was just my perception prior to getting into solar was I thought so you don't have to be like some like pushy used car salesman to like get into sales is what you're saying not at all it's totally different and I'll share my key points with you guys probably later this evening of yeah. what it takes to do sales yeah no definitely interested in hearing that so my, my first question would be you're in solar now what was like your dream job as a kid like what did you want to be when you grow up and are you happy with where you are now well what I wanted to be when I grew up was I wanted to be a doctor and the main reason why I wanted to be a doctor was so that I could help people and I could work with people and make a difference in the world. And I think with the industry I'm in now, I feel fulfilled and that I'm accomplishing those desires. But solar is an end game for you, right? You have bigger ambitions. You have like your, probably your own business you want to start. Yeah, Even if definitely. it isn't a solar industry, maybe one day you start your own solar company or you find something you're like really passionate about and you just go all in on that. Yeah, I mean, I love the solar industry. I think it's a really great industry to be in. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not my end game. It, the way that I look at solar is it's a catalyst. It's the modern day gold uh, rush. That's a good word, a catalyst. Yeah, it's the modern day gold rush, and as we all know, the gold rush ended, and so there's going to be an end, I think. So what you're saying is, like, if you want to get into solar sales and take advantage of that market, now's the time. Right. Yeah, and I'm going to use this as a, like I said, catalyst to propel me to the next venture that I really, really feel passionate about. I'm using this as something to get me to the next place. Super quick question. So you said that somebody could get in, in solar now. Do they have to go to the, like school for that or do they have to have a, a certificate or how does that work? No, not at all. So they can just get into it just by grit, yeah. hustle. Yeah. And that's, that's the cool part because when I was, you know, working to push my career in real estate, you have to pay for all the classes, the tests, um, marketing you have to pay for a lot to get into real estate and it's something that takes a long time to get into you can't just like it's not like that though yeah right. solar's totally different that's why i was like uh okay yeah if i can make way more doing solar and i don't have to like <laughs> wait like right. hell yeah i'm gonna quit my job and 
I mean, course. risk it all. Go all in. Become a cleaner. <laughs> I, I right? risked what? it all. Yeah. Become. You, you're becoming cleaner. You're cleaner. Yeah. Like, Slowly. I, like, Slowly. spent all my we savings, all had no stability. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, I guess. Let's just run okay. it up. So what would you say to a girl, 20, 21-year-old, just graduated college, that might be in the same shoes or maybe that like, wait, maybe in college, or like in, trying yeah, to figure things out. Yeah, someone who's trying to figure out their dharma, figure out their purpose, figure out what they want to do in life. What would you say to them? Like, what would your advice be? You know, my advice would be, I would just tell them to look at themselves and look at what makes them motivated and excites them. And if what excites them is more than, you know, staying in your hometown or marrying some derelict that you knew in high school, you know, that <laughs> I love has that. marry some derelict. <laughs> derelict. <laughs> it's like vocabulary <laughs> out the wild. I think it was last episode, or episode one. <laughs> I said like the same shit. Derelict. Some Oswald yeah. Cobblepot. <laughs> yeah. I just what I see for myself, if I didn't leave my hometown and didn't have a passion, I was either a probably going to become an alcoholic drug addict because that's what is usually left in the the hometown or you're going to be you know that woman that got a job at a diner because she dropped out of high school because she got pregnant and she got pregnant to some dude in high school and he has a beer gut and now you have four kids and you were kind of stuck and like is that the life you want to live or do you want to take the life by the balls and like what do you what you think that's, you want that's the life i'm living right now <laughs> <laughs> i just think that's like beer gut? Check. i think a lot Four of women <laughs> Check. yeah it's so funny but i just think a lot of ladies unintentionally get stuck in this loop of they have to find their sugar daddy or find someone to take care of them um or they can't be anything in life so they gotta either like meet some rich dude to take care of them or find some dude to take care some, of them because they settle. Somebody's got to find a Dharma daddy. So, yeah, they've got to find daddy. somebody. We got, we got two, we got two <laughs> right here. We got two Dharma daddies on this podcast. <laughs> but I just think if you look at, you know, your main goals, like if, if that's what you want to do, go for it. But so if that's not what you want to do, you've got to find a skill. That's what my dad told me. Skills. He told me that there are, you know, so many beautiful women out there and uh, there's nothing special about you. And he said, you better find something that you're good at or you're going to get lost in, in the, the rough of diamonds the because s- there are hardcore. dimes. There are dime yeah. a dozen. Yo, her dad is special, and honestly. <laughs> like He's on magazines. Like he, He's like, like, it'd be crazy to overlook that, honestly. And one thing he told it's me crazy. is, is uh, diamonds are created under pressure. And the only way to grow is to be real. And he'll never lie to me. And he's been real with me my whole life and he said things that probably hurt my feelings but now i look back and i'm like yep thank you dad because there isn't anything special about any of us until you take the time and make yourself different because make yourself special exactly you have to make yourself special so that's that (laughs) so like what's your reason why like why do you work so hard why do you have like this grimy uh cleaner mentality good question question. (laughs) like why why do you want to work so hard now um, because I, I really have always wanted to be retired at 25. And what I mean by retired is that I have enough funds to pursue whatever venture I want to, um, as a hobby. Mm. Like I probably will never stop working. Cause like, that's just, I love working, but I just want to be able to work and do hobbies 
and and do things. It's a rare breed. Love's yeah, working. It, when it comes to business, it's not even working. It's just a sport. Exactly. You're trying it's to be the best at the, at the sport. It's a hobby. Yeah. It's like. And I just I think I'm extremely competitive because, mostly my dad just really raising me to understand that there's people that will outwork you. There'll be people that outread you. There's people that are going to be smarter than you. There's going to be people that are going to be prettier than you. There's going to be people that are just richer than you. That's they just have real. They just have way more advantages than you. So you have, like, one shot to be what you want. It's totally up to you. It's going to be hard, but it's just up to you on how you're going to, you know, handle that. Handle it. Yeah. No, for sure. I love that. That's a, that's a really good reason why. I mean, I, I talk about retiring at 30. I think you're 30 as well, 25. 30. You want a million in assets. I'm 22, by, by the way. So <laughs> I can yeah. retire at yeah, 30. So I, I got a little rest. more specific. I need some uh, – little more direction for me yeah so so what i hear from um the word on the street is you're pretty good like damn good at sales so what are like the three most important things when it comes to a sale so from what i learned with my father is the number one thing and a lot of people talk about it is first and foremost is rapport but genuine rapport the second part is building a friendship and the third part is being able to transfer emotion to that person and persuading them to buy into a story that you're telling them and closing them on that idea. So well, what's what's the saying? I'm, I'm going to butcher it. It's like story sell. Uh, fast sell. Something like that. Yeah, stories tell fast. St- no, yeah. no, it's statements tell, stories sell. Something like that. Yeah. Stories <laughs> tell. Uh, or facts tell, stories sell. That yes. was a, we all butchered yes, that for a, a minute, Peter but we got Parker it. Peter Parker picked the pecker. Oh, pecker. God, if I would tell you guys my dad's version, I can't say it <laughs> on here. <laughs> but no, that's but, awesome. So th- those are the three. Summarize it real quick. So the three things that are relevant. Is building rapport, creating a friendship, and transferring emotion. the word rapport. What do you mean? Like build rapport. Build rapport is is creating a connection with somebody where vibing with them. Yeah, it's where someone aligns with you as a person. So they have some type of agreeance. So it could be an agreeance on we both like the color blue or we both like the Packers or we both like the 49ers. There's an agreeance between you that aligns the two people where now they have the ability to further that agreeance to a friendship and that friendship can further take something as far as closing someone to believing the way that you believe because they already are having an agreement. So it's like a simple way to look at it. Yeah. So what report could, would this be considered rapport? Say like you're door knocking, right? Selling solar and you go up to a house. You're like, Oh yeah, by the way, I just talked to Jane, your next door neighbor. And she's actually have like her installment next week to get her solar panels. And they're like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely a level of rapport. That's called the third party close. So you're using someone else to build rapport. So their neighbor, or you're using a familiar name. I've used it many times. My dad uses it all the time. He'll be like, yeah, Susie and Rick, they actually got a Kirby the other day. They love it. They actually, and then he'll bring up, ac- the crazy part about what he does is he'll bring up the objection in the third-party clothes too. So he'll say he knows so-and-so down the street and then say some objection that he knows that whom he's talking to is going to say, and he will say that they had the same thing and then show where his product overcame the objection and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. It's like an insane psychology. I think the best thing most people can do before they get into sales is have a basic understanding of psychology because that's all that I 
really she does harp on that a lot. Hone in psychology. on psychology. It's fun to me to know the psychology of how people think and the way that um, just it, it just gives you some type of of an advantage. I would say it's the psychology piece. Good. And so what's so my my last question just to follow sure. up with all of that. Um, what clothes do you see yourself using the most? Is there one you kind of always go to that's like your bread and butter that you perfected? You know, no matter In what. Solar? Yeah, like no matter what, if this <laughs> if this came up, like you would use this clothes. <laughs> you know, that's really an interesting question. So, in solar, I mean, to translate it to psychology on a level of a clothes that anyone could use for any product would be. Or if it makes it easier, like what's okay. the most common objection you get and how do you overcome that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that, that's a way easier oh, question. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you're oh, yeah. I know you were thinking yeah, no, threads. I saw yeah. you. Yeah, I know. Like, I was just like looking at you so got, funny. I was we got, like, we got two people this episode in Dharma. We got yep. two slackers. It, okay, yes, guys. If I was going to go wear something, I'd wear Close. Dharma. I'm wearing but the yet to be revealed Dharma underwear. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Coming soon. Yeah. It's really just a pair of Hanes. I'm going to shred another couple of weeks, and then we'll do the product shots but for those. <laughs> oh, so you're bulking right now. I'm coming off a of bulk. Oh, okay. Coming it takes off like a bulk. lifelong bulk. <laughs> it takes like eight weeks. It's been a year and a half bulk. Yeah, most, most common objection, how do you overcome it? Yeah, so I guess the most common objection is I need to think about it is like the biggest one, or I need to talk to my wife or husband and then I guess the third objection would be um, I'm not gonna I be al- I'm not gonna be alive for the I next twenty five years. Yeah, that is a big one. Yeah. I've had that one. That is and funny, yes, I I joked around with one of my customers, um, I think you were there for it, weren't yeah, you? I was. And he was saying that he wasn't going to be alive in the next 25 years. <laughs> and I just was like, fuck it. And I was like, well, you know what? So-and-so, you're not going to be around in 25 years. So you're not going to have to, like, worry about it. You're going to be dead. Like, you <laughs> yeah. won't have to worry about it. Why Who cares why about care? the debt at that like, point? Like, you're going to be gone. Dead. And then I just laughed, and he laughed, and it was funny. I would not suggest saying that if it's an awkward moment. Definitely read the vibe. But <laughs> it was a good vibe, and it was funny, yeah. and it was chill. But I think when someone says they have to think about it i just i just try to do a more intense discovery and i i agree with them and i just say yeah i totally understand i would want to think about this too i understand you you. yeah so i agree with them and then i start asking questions to figure out what they need to think about because the reason why they're saying they need to think about it is because they have uncertainty in myself, Mm -hmm. the product or the company. And so I have to find out what that is so I can overcome it. So basically I just agree with them, get them to talk to me more. And then I find out where that problem is. And then I overcome that problem because I can't aimlessly overcome the problem if I don't know. So it's really just communication is key and asking the right questions and understanding why someone needs to think about it is is how I would overcome it, which is, you know, psychology. So just kind of thinking. No, awesome. Yeah. Psychology. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the questions I have for you. Those are the ones yeah. I was I was itching to ask. I know uh skip so I've got a couple here. Um we start off with an well, edgier one. Well, before we go, thank you, Wyatt. Those were really good questions. I had fun answering them. Yeah, for sure. No, I, the, so a lot of the, like, uh, one of the one in sales and objections, just because, like, 
he's not used to sales. Like, I'm, I just got yeah. my foot in the door this last year in sales, so I kind of understand a little bit of it. Totally. But, like, we're about to get skipped the sales, so we need to drop him some nuggets. Some yeah, real nuggets. Sure. Some fire and nuggets. I feel like, you know, these conversations can go on forever. You know, we could, like, talk about sales psychology, you know, rebuttaling objections oh, yeah. for, like, a whole hour. But there's a reason why there's, know? like, a thousand books on sales. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Everybody yeah. wants to talk about it. Yeah, so. so first one's a little edgy controversial we love controversial questions i do yeah (laughs) i love getting in being uncomfortable i said that last episode so have you faced any particular challenges with you being a woman in sales in the jobs you've had you know how is that a little different and then there's a lot of industries that are still male dominant right uh i'm in one uh that's predominantly male but there's females that are taking over doing a great job what have you seen as far as the challenges of being a female in this industry? Wow, you are so sexist. Yeah. I, I mean, Thanks. I think that's a wonderful <laughs> question. Um, growing up with my dad as my father, um, I have two other sisters. He's really made me blind to that. Um, it's a good I always right just looked at myself as like an equal. I never thought that there was a problem or there it was weird if I entered a job with mostly men I just I just knew that my dad always told me to work hard and do my best and that's all that really matters and so I've never been scared or shy to do jobs that mostly men do as you heard I was doing landscaping and building decks and staining decks and all kinds of crazy shit that women really don't do there are some but I mean for the most part I've never had a problem entering the job but as I did enter the job of sales I have noticed some type of I think what I've talked about on because I have a woman in solar group an organization on clubhouse where we come on uh, weekly where we talk about different things that we overcome as women in sales especially in the solar industry is we just think that there are some guys out there that just are not used to having competitors that are women it's like uh, being on the football team and then you have, you know, you're up against a component, you know, the other team's a bunch of girl power puff girls Mary, or Mary whatever. Jane at QB. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, and that's a crazy analogy because, like, obviously there's some big-ass dudes I would definitely not want to be sideswiped by. Like, that just wouldn't work. I'd probably <laughs> die. But in sales, like, it's just a thinking it's a thinking game, it's a, a game. strategy game. Like there is no endurance where I'd be like, okay, maybe the dude has a better advantage here. We're kind of on an equal playing level. And uh, I think some men just have this egotistic uh, thing going on where they just don't want to be beat by a girl. So and so that kind of does come you, right? up. What? How do they discredit you though? You mentioned the, this before. Yeah, I did mention it before. So a lot of men out there have discredited, discredited me with like my intelligence or my capabilities by you know just just take your imagination for it oh you're pretty you sold a lot of solar because you're pretty or um you probably sold to a lot of guys because of this and that or just discrediting you know your intelligence and all the hard work you put in just because you're a pretty female and i don't know what it's like um you know, and also another thing, too, is, like, if you're not a pretty female, I feel like men are even more rude to you because they're like, that girl's fat or that girl's ugly. I've heard a lot of mean things said about women that aren't, like, quote, unquote, the aesthetically beautiful. But they're beautiful at heart, but they're, like, not aesthetically pleasing. 
men say a lot of rude things as well, and I think that's not fair, and I think it's also because they have a little dick syndrome or something. They just have small egos. But that's nor here nor there. Love so it. Big, big, big egos and small peepees. Is that the way it goes? Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. You, you have to have a big ego, yeah. yeah. You said they had a, a small ego, and I was like, that means they have a, a giant cock. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> that, that means he is laying pipe on the side. <laughs> oh, boy. So what I'm picking up uh, is that mostly with there's – a, there's a couple of real challenges you face as a woman, but a lot of this, as far as getting in, it's mostly the stigma yeah. that prevents women from doing what you're doing. Otherwise, there's a handful of small occurrences here and there that you've, you've quickly outshined. So you said you worked a lot of uh, manual labor, hard jobs, and you showed up and put the work in, and pretty much good, good to go story. there, right? That's yeah. Story. And you showed up with the, with the attitude to put the work in, and didn't matter. You were a, a chick. You, you freaking killed it. And the same thing with sales. You're selling. And the only time you have a challenge is when people try to discredit you. Because they couldn't oppose you because your numbers are better than theirs. So they're like, oh, she's pretty. Yeah, she, she's so, you know, and they're probably sitting there face fucking a bag of Cheetos right <laughs> now listening to this, yeah. you know. And <laughs> so, but you, you, you've aced it as a woman, right? Like, well, thank really you. I've being tried, a woman definitely, yeah. hasn't hindered you, right? No, definitely not. Perfect. And I think one thing that I would share with other women that are wanting to get in sales or work in a predominantly male industry is is honestly just have the confidence because like the worst thing someone's going to do to you is discredit you and that's not that bad they, they because they can attempt to well yeah they can attempt to but like if you if you know who you are and the numbers show who you are and you feel like you know what you've done like it doesn't matter what people say about you it's like high school i used to be picked on in elementary school middle school and high school and people would say really nasty mean things about me and my dad taught me this too he told me in high school because i was always bullied he told me because i used to go to uh, private christian schools and i begged my dad uh, freshman year to let me go to a normal high school and i went my second semester and he warned me he was like all the girls and everyone's gonna pick on you because you're the new girl and no one knows you so like you you need to shut up he said shut the fuck up sit back don't talk and watch and watch everyone for a good six months before you pick your friends. Damn. And that's what I did. Some real advice as a young one. Damn, and man. so I had no friends. Damn. The only friend I had was Haley, by the way. Because I shut the fuck up. I sat back and I watched. And I saw who were the real ones. Who were the, you know, the shit talkers and blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of how it is in life. Is like you stick to yourself. You find Damn. the real ones. And you observe who isn't going to be there for you? But that's another thing nor here nor there. That's but fire, though. Haters. That's real, though. That's it is yeah. real. a good extra nugget right there. Yeah. But the one thing that uh, he really taught me was, you know, haters are your biggest fans. And since I had so much bullying happening, it was like those were the people that propelled me in life. And I'm actually very grateful for everybody that talked shit about me or the men that discouraged me. Because that's like what pushes you forward. You know, you want to work harder to show them that they're wrong so honestly i don't regret it i i love them all i love everybody so if you're a woman trying to get into this and you're scared of someone like you know talking bad about you or discrediting you then you need to grow mm. a backbone and just say like fuck it and just do it because who cares mm. people are gonna talk it, shit you about you no matter yeah. what you didn't hear from one of us you heard it from her <laughs> that is live that's awesome so 
So to go from something more controversial to something a little little lighter, because I like to bring <laughs> a little relief to the, the show. Yeah, that got um, pretty heat. So uh, there's a lot of, I know a lot of our peers are watching this, and maybe older, maybe younger, who knows. Um, so you being a successful young woman, you've got yourself a successful man there. Danny's just incredible. Thanks, Can't tell sir. him enough. Um, a good question for me, for why <laughs> any other any other Dharma daddies out there watching. So, what are some what are some of the standards I should look for in a successful young woman, and what does that look like coming from you? Because we could sit here and be like, "Oh, dude, she's hot!" Like, "Oh, she she seems cool." You know, we could do that <laughs> shit all day and make the same mistakes nine point nine times out of ten. But what does that? What would you have to say about that? You know, that's a really good question, and I think. You know, what my dad would say if he was on here is it's definitely not going to be easy. And um, you probably will be fooled more <laughs> times than not. Been there, done it, got the t-shirt. But um, <laughs> I think what what <laughs> to look for to is, is <laughs> to find a girl that has some type of faith right away because like yeah. that kind of just eliminates a lot of problems mm-hmm. How? If How? accountability because, because standards, standards and what my dad always told me if you don't stand for something you'll, you'll fall, fall for, for anything everything. or everything and <laughs> yeah. so That's I, I mean if you were going to go for a girl <laughs> you know nowadays it's so easy to get sucked into you know I'm not even going to go down that path in this call, but it, it's just, it's just, uh, I would find the first step is to find someone with faith because even if they're not active, at least they have some type of moral foundation to kind of guide them. Compass. A moral compass. And even if they're not a Christian, maybe it's Catholic or whatever, just find someone with a moral compass is a, is a good way to say it. But also find someone with a good worth, work ethic. If it's a girl that's actually actively working and is too busy to actually hang out with you it's probably a good sign mm, if she's like out that. there so grinding. there's a little that's exclusivity like, wait, wait, you can't just like that's a nugget for all guys listening <laughs> so we just say <laughs> sorry i've, I've got a nugget after this say that again like if you find a girl and she's too busy to hang out with you because she's working, you've probably found a good one yeah no not the whole oh i fell asleep or <laughs> i was with my friends you know, uh, like not someone who has the one job and you know they're off by like 530 and they're just not hitting you up. Yeah. And the ones but that like play games, let me just say it right now, are ooh, the psychos. OK, if you play games, <laughs> you are a girl. <laughs> you are not a woman. So don't, ooh, don't play wait, with anybody. Ooh, that say that again. Say that again. The women are going to hate me. But if you are playing games. No, no, no. The girls are going to hate you. Yes. The gr- yes. The g- <laughs> if you're playing games, you're a girl. You're not a woman because women will tell you exactly what they want. And. They're not going to be scared. They're they're not going to be like, I'm not going to Snapchat him or text him back for five hours because he didn't text me back because he was busy. So I'm going to wait five hours and I'm not going <laughs> to do anything Play with him. And games. I'm going to post myself at the do bar tonight. Is, is that that's the thing? Yes. It yeah. is. And so if you're <laughs> if you're <laughs> a real one, you'll just say, hey, I'm free tonight. I'd like to see you. And not like say some bullshit. I mean, I'm not gonna get into that, but just find someone that doesn't play games. Damn. So, and so she's working. busy. She's probably a keeper. So that's yeah. I like that. Yeah, I that's like a nugget that for all the guys. 
So we just quickly to summarize that you said <laughs> some sort of faith system. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Someone who's got some apparent work ethic, yep. not yep. who just says they're busy, but it's like they're doing this and this and this, and they're like straight up about it. So faith, work ethic, and they don't play games. Yes. A little girl. Exactly. Being intentional. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's like and it's like when you find that right person, you'll feel lucky that they even put you in their schedule because they're so Whew. obsessed about hey you know, exclusivity sales. I want to see if you know, if you've ever heard this before. So like how I try to round my circle, the people I spend time with, and also like my relationships. I do need to find a way to implement faith into this acronym, but I've always been told like surround yourself with bad people. Have you ever heard that before? B A D. B A D. Surround yourself with bad people. So business minded, ambitious, and driven. Surround yourself with bad people. Business minded. So yeah. that's what they're saying whenever they're like, she a bad bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's oh, it's business. <laughs> no, oh. Business minded. Oh, be careful yeah. when they say ambitious. she's ambitious. When she's a baddie, she's business minded, ambitious, driven, direct. Insane. Uh, insane <laughs> and erratic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't, stay I away from the baddies. <laughs> and the booth things. So oh thank you for giving uh, me and Wyatt some advice there. You're much welcome. appreciated. Yeah, I'm so sorry to all the ladies that I just called out. But <laughs> so what we're if you do, are that lady, you real. should just read some books, some self-development books, and then the mm. vice versa. If you are that girl that I just talked about and you keep finding yourself yeah, in weird situations too, you keep finding the shitty yeah, you're guys, talking about the it's because you're attracting the wrong people. Well, so too. you have to look at yourself. You can still change. You just got to read some <laughs> books and like maybe – do some self-development, and then you can attract the partner that you want. Like the girls, it all starts from yourself. They start, they start the fight because they want attention. Oh. Yes. Yeah, nice that kind of shit. Yeah. So, so basically, <laughs> yeah. what I got Toxic. from all of that is that for the Dharma website, we should basically just put a picture of me and Skip on there and sell ourselves. Yeah, like in arms. Yeah. Only like Dharmas for rent. <laughs> Only daddies. Oh <laughs> <laughs> will rent. travel, willing to travel, <laughs> willing so to travel to different countries. Not only are you incredibly mature. Um, you gave us some nuggets on what we should be looking for, what all you guys tuning in, what you should be looking for. Or if you're with someone who's doing some of the shit Autumn just caught out, Reassess. figure it out. Reassess. And I just want to throw out there, it all starts with you. So mm. if you keep finding yourself in a weird relationship situation, it starts with you. And when you're aligned and you're doing what you're supposed to and you found your purpose or your dharma – the right person will come into your life. It just has to be the right timing and that you've you've aligned to your purpose. Do you believe timing is everything? Timing is everything, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I saw I saw a quote today that kind of relates to that. It was like there's always that one person. It's always like, oh, the grass looks greener over there. But, yeah, it's probably because you're not tending to your own garden. Grant uh-huh. Cardone. Yeah. So it was in Seller Be Sold. That's not the entire quote. But it's like other people are focused wow. on this other brighter garden because they lack tending Greener to their own. Well, make your garden look like that, you know, yeah. and put everything yeah. you learn together. You'll, you'll do it. Yeah. That's fine. Y'all had some good questions. And yeah, I'm sure I really there's enjoyed answering all yeah, of There's, a, there's a lot of people out there that are listening that are like, damn, like my perception on not only just women but like business because like, dude, there's so many people getting exposed by other men and by other women and there's a lot going on right now and so that, yeah. that was some good advice some good little nuggets guys figuring things out maybe girls mm-hmm. some girls getting exposed for that <laughs> and then more importantly a lot of guys getting exposed for 
just limiting themselves to believe like, oh, but yeah, but she just sold because of yeah that or because of this. And one thing I want to add, one more nugget to Skip's question is my dad always harped on me how important it is to find the right person for mm. you because when not you not a person but the right the one the right one when you do pick somebody to be your significant other your boyfriend your girlfriend your wife or husband that person whatever traits whatever they embody is who you're going to be with for x amount of time and you got to ask yourself is this person helping me is this are they are their traits serving <laughs> me or is are they holding me back because they're going to be that person that's with you through a lot of stuff and like if they suck and they play games and they're holding you back and they just are like draining you mm. you're never actually going to get to your purpose and your dharma because dharma. you have some leech I like how they're every leeches everything we talk about just kind of like circles back to just dharma so i think yeah. we picked a good name mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> pizza was so. great today. so i got dharma <laughs> i got one more for you okay so we went we went from like here up to here chilling up there i'm gonna bring it back down something uh, a little more okay chill so you are currently successful in your uh, certain skill trade with sales how has specifically sales and entrepreneurship benefited benefited you socially and uh has it changed the way you deal with people and how you work with others yes and no i treat everybody the same way that I've always treated people. I treat people as people. I'm I think the reason why I'm extremely good at what I do and how I'm able to connect with so many people is because I'm extremely genuine. And I think when people in sales get this thing called commission breath, it comes off to individuals and then they don't like that. They don't want to go see a used car salesman that's trying to like sell them something. They want to connect with someone that's genuinely thoughtful and there for them. So that's what I do. And I just stay the same. I treat everybody the same way. Whether you're my friend, you're my father, you're my boyfriend, you're my sister. I treat everyone the same. So um, I guess one thing that has changed is. So we got a little bit yeah, of. Yeah, we're looking at. kill that turkey. Yeah, we're kind of getting sidetracked over yeah. there. Yeah. So has it uh, not necessarily enhanced your social life because you being so driven? I know you're not a, you're not a party girl. You're not always out partying, doing whatever. But has it uh, made you more uh, socially aware? Has it enhanced your ability to kind of read people, um, adapt whatever perception you need? to read the situation correctly has it has it done anything like that yeah so I'm, I'm not a sales guy so i don't know that that's definitely a good question i've always been an overthinker and an analyzer because of what my dad told me shut the fuck up and analyze stuff <laughs> watch everyone so, for six months um that's lit. i that's, usually that's don't advice. talk for a lot of situations i probably didn't talk that much when i met Wyatt for the first time I, i've always done that i've she always like just me. you've been, been quiet like the first couple times i met you you were super quiet yeah it, i it, didn't take it as a bad thing i was like okay that's autumn yeah. Right. But right. after a while, she told Dan, she's like, I like Wyatt. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> you told him that. Yeah, yeah Wyatt, you yeah. are one of my favorites. But um, I've always been really perceptive 
on the way that people think like i love psychology like i love entering a room and staring at a group of people and trying to piece of what the body language is telling so like do they actually like each other is there tension is someone cheating on somebody is someone you know is there some weird kind of dynamic i like to solve the puzzles people watch and yeah i love people watching and with sales i think it's heightened that ability that i have of reading people it's I notice I do it more in home or when I'm working as more because uh, I usually do it as like a pleasure leisure thing. But now I see myself doing it more in work and I do it more often, but it's just fun for me. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think you have to be that psychotic and be that much into psychology, but um, you're psychotic. Get out of here. I know. I don't want to say psychotic. It's just fun to me to piece together the habits of like human behavior. Yeah, I like she's human like the behavior. dude from uh, Criminal Minds who like could see like the screens in his with his head and be like <laughs> that's kind of like out. what i think about is like i just think of like <laughs> everybody yeah, exactly skip yeah, yeah i just think of everyone as a that like i they're showing their body language they want to be read and i just like to crack the code yeah, so you so. Ob- you objectively analyze then you predict yes and wow. as you go through life you find out with objections a lot of the same things reoccur, so your predictions can be more precise. Grant Cardone. Mm. Exactly. That's fine. I, uh, I Which love equals that. confidence, by the way, from Grant Cardone. You've brought uh, an amazing amount of knowledge and insight to the, uh, the show, for this episode. Yeah, it's and been fun. And in general, like getting to know you a little bit more, as well as Danny, you are... Because I've had dudes bring over some whack-ass girlfriends <laughs> who are no fun. They... <laughs> Right I've had they've either been, it's either been my girlfriend <laughs> before or others and they just kind of drain they just don't they don't get it like it just doesn't enhance the the time especially with me the limited time I have with the people I, I truly love which is mm-hmm. you guys and uh, the fam and it just takes away from all that but you enhance you add value to like we went on the boat earlier today you know we had a great time you're you're you, you fit right into the group you enhance it you bring humor value value you and you put value into uh whatever it is what we're doing and it's hey, always s- awesome to have you around she's a lot of fun she's ditzy for sure uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> okay what she was, like, she was like well what kind of fish do you all have around here and i'm like oh well, down here we catch armadillos and raccoons she's like really we don't have those in oregon <laughs> i never heard of an armadillo fish <laughs> i just no, thought that was like a nickname for a fish i don't know i'm not yeah. from here you know there's some crazy names for fish in oregon yeah, i don't have, know we no, say uh, some crazy the alabama shit. barking spider we have the <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> oh yeah i've heard about that you're uh uh, you're, you're awesome. We're, we're always happy to have you around. Yeah. Well, thank you, fun. guys. That was really very sweet. And I, I love hanging out with you guys. It's been really fun getting to know everybody. And uh, I never thought I'd call Louisiana my second home. But I <laughs> yeah, really think either. you guys are my second Jesus. home. Yeah. <laughs> we did not want to come farther west than Mississippi. And look at us now. I'm living here. Look at you now. Look at me now. But I think I think it might be Danny's turn. We'll save the best for last. Yeah. Oh, I Danny, know. you have some questions? <laughs> I think oh Danny's got questions. Oh, boy. And I think you know all the answers. Yeah, I think you know all the answers. In sales, you never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. Oh, right. No, but as far as that, 
I want to hear that acapella y'all were just running. Run it back. We, we can. No, no, no. no it's run it's run go it time now. No, wait, I think what would be really fun after this is you ask the question, and we, we try to guess her answer, and she says, like, who comes closer. Okay. That's yeah. a that, fun game. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right, so we'll do three questions, and I'll, I'll run a little little turbo round with y'all, and oh, I'll I let y'all pick. Hit me. Perfect. All right, sounds good. So, but, Autumn, one question. I'll, I'll just have a couple of questions for you. So Are we playing the game just to confirm? No, not yet. Oh, we not yet? We're not playing okay. the game. We'll do a speed round after. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, what would you say actually truly, right now at least, wakes you up in the morning? Like what, like when you wake up, what's the first thing in terms of women in sales? Danny. Or women in business? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Danny. Who's that guy? He's pretty handsome. Yeah, he must be a stud. <laughs> no, but it's like, like in terms of business, like, like what? What gets you excited? What wakes you up right now? Like what fuels you? Not like your mission and your whole vision, but like right now, like what's driving you? What's driving me right now is uh, to ride the wave. Not ride the wave. Like there's a sense of urgency to make solar right now pop off in the most exponential way ever because I think it's like kind of coming there's going to be a window to this and I think it's definitely going to close down in the next three to five years and what pushes me every day is like I need to make this shit happen today I need to make my millions now right yesterday like it needs to happen ASAP because it's gonna it's not gonna be around forever and so well it will be around for a while but the type of money that could be made right now is pushing me to wake up for the audience let's say somebody so the national average is four sales a month for the solar industry uh if somebody let's just say like decided to become really good and do like eight to ten sales a month just from what you know how much money would somebody really actually make if they got eight people a month to go solar it could be roughly 50 Fifty to sixty-five thousand, I think, a month with eight per tools. year or month per month. So that's why you're in solar. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's why. So you don't really care about the environment. <laughs> no. no, no, but I mean, the reality is, I mean, that that's special because it's like, it's oh no, I'm that that's not that cool right now. I you know, my, I'd rather uh, open and no like no disrespect to it, but I mean, somebody like that with the mindset of like, okay, like well, a, a boutique. For right here or solar to make $70,000 a month pretty right away. Right. And so one thing, too, is like I wish the industry was more about saving the environment and helping the future children and whatever. But that's not really what it's about. Every homeowner that I get to go solar, don't they do not care about the environment at all. It's all about saving money. And that's OK, because that's. I'm there to save them money. I'm still helping them. I'm financially helping them. I'm financially helping myself, and so I'm happy to be there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's it's a win-win. And I guess the extra win-win is we are helping the planet while we're saving people money, and I'm making a lot of money. So, at the end of the day, it's very good uh, uh, exchange. And I think it's a very good karmatic effect if I'm helping people, being genuine, and saving mm. people from psychos out there that are ripping people off in the industry because it isn't very regulated. There isn't many permitting and all that. You know, y- you can get away with a lot in the solar industry because it is a wild, wild west out there because mm. it is the gold rush. I'm not joking. <laughs> you can get away with a lot. So I think my part 
is being genuine, helping families, and then, you know, saving money, making a ton of money while I do it. It's a great, a great aspiration for right now. And I can't wait to dive into my future ventures. So the last question, and the, this, this one's We're super taking light. a pause real quick. And I had a really light last question. Hopefully you've prepared for this. He needs a c- cigar. The but I, I hope you've prepared for a question like this. Is would you be willing to do another and a real professional Dharma photo shoot? Of course I would. Perfect. That's a lock. Lock, lock down. You just signed the contract. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah Closer sign. on it. Doc I love taking sign. pictures. It's fun. And little fun fact. One of my uh, first passions before... Well, it was after horses. I always was obsessed with horses. But I uh, I convinced my dad. I sold him on. I had this weird thing for animals. So if he was over drinking or was a little tipsy, I'd get him to buy me weird animals like lizards, <laughs> hermit horse. crabs, horses. I convinced him to get a, a ranch. Um, I convinced <laughs> him to get me a lot I of bought stuff. A what? A horse? <laughs> <laughs> he bought me two horses in one day. Um, but anyway, oh, awesome. I convinced him. <laughs> but you need two, uh, right? before all that, I actually was obsessed with um, hamsters. Uh, well, I had a few hamsters. <laughs> Snakes. Snails. I had a few. S- I had all of the animals you could ever think of, guys. I almost got my dad to get me a monkey. Anyone that knows that me in high school knows I almost had a monkey. Yeah, yeah that was your anyway. game as a kid. Was monkey. Oh, monkey. that that was true. Very true. <laughs> Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so I used to binge watch, uh, America's Next Top Model when I was a kid and I would take a notebook. I had a f- like 10 notebooks and I'd write down all the modeling poses, everything. I like looked at America's Next Top Model as like the Bible. Like An I looked at it as manual. something like you had to study. I studied every day. I did everything. My dad finally got me a camera that I'd made my little sister Summer, which you'll know, we have photos on our computer. I'll show you when we go to Oregon. I'd make my sister take pictures of me, and I'd scream at her until she took good ones. I'm <laughs> not kidding you. It was, it was never your fault. Little sister. Yeah, my little sister, oh, I was dude. about 10. She was two years younger than me, two and a half years. We did that until I was about 14 years old and into my t- teens that I'd make my little sister take pictures of me, and then I'd edit them, and I'd send them off to modeling places. And then I'd get casted, and then I'd go, and then they're like, yeah, you're too short. So for my whole <laughs> life, I've always been shot down for being too short. But you know what? The whole point, too, Damn. about all of this is to be as tall and big as everybody in sales and then own my own shit and then just take really pretty pictures. Oh. And then they're going to, like, wish they hired me one day. So One day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they, they, you, <laughs> hey, you got it'll it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Great question, sure. y'all. So are you, all three of y'all, are y'all ready for the turbo round? The uh, turbo round. I'm ready to go. Wait, turbo you, round. Use, use your game show voice and go ahead and announce it. All right. All right. Welcome back. You're watching Turbo Round with Autumn Taylor and Daniel Lynch. With your co-host, Wyatt Evans and Steven Skip Webster. That is us. Very good. I like that. And so, now that we're here, so I'm going. the rules of the game is I'm actually going to say something like a like a predicament that you would maybe find yourself in or something and then we'll hear an answer we'll hear an answer and then you will pick of which one is more accurate i'm so excited it's gonna be pretty crazy why it was like one of her favorites already so Uh just i want to get that out of there i know nothing about autumn 
Oh, so now now we've got two. Okay, well clean now set, you're not my favorite anymore, Wyatt. <laughs> but no, but Ooh, I study. You, you I'm very. I got demoted. Know your guests. Hey, Wyatt, why you stand up? No, so you can sit down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So no, I'm really good at reading people. Question mm. number one. Mm. Let's say it's a weekend morning. Autumn is actually off of work. She has no work scheduled. She actually wants a free day to herself. What does she wake up and what does she do? Uh, she goes to brunch. She drinks probably one too many. I don't know if she does screwdrivers or mimosas, but definitely orange juice is involved. And she gets way too hammered. Um, Danny brings her home. They take a nap. And then uh, she watches TV the rest of the afternoon. Then maybe if she's feeling up to it, they'll go on like a hike or something or do something romantic. All right. And what's your answer, sir? I would have said it's, it's not too far off. I was thinking she'd wake up whenever. You know, she wouldn't have set an alarm. She'd sleep in, wakes up. She probably uh, eats something yummy for breakfast something that she likes probably not a lot avocado toast whatever it is and then um goes and watches like some of her favorite shows whether it's animal related or probably america's uh, next top model or something fun like that sits there and watches for a while until she feels like okay let's go do this and then she'll take danny to go take pictures in some cool location and then from there dinner and go drink somewhere and have a good time. All right, so just a round one quick winner. It, wh- who would you say is a little bit more accurate? Um, I would definitely have to say Skip was a little bit more accurate, but Skippy. both of you. Ding, 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 not ding, Skippy. Ding, ding. Oh, Skip. Skip. Ah, he would be a lot more accurate. Because you looked at him. <laughs> well, I was looking at you, but I said Skip. Fair but uh, okay. can I tell you guys what I'd really do? Sure. Yeah. If, it was, if it was my day and it was completely up to me and Danny wasn't involved, Oh, I'd okay. pro- or, or even if he was involved <laughs> and it was just like a my day like sure. I it was my day and I picked it and it was just what I wanted to do I would probably call so I'd wake up probably early I like to wake up early so at least by 8 p- 8 a.m. 8 p.m. 8 a.m. <laughs> I mean geez yeah, Louise guys and I would go I'd probably go horseback riding and then I would probably do some kind of fun outdoors activity I probably wouldn't drink um, maybe in the later day, but I'd probably go do some horseback riding in the morning or something. Nice but that's sunset. what I would do. Yeah, we got a beautiful little sunset. Oh my god, the, the sunset's coming in. It is oh looking yeah. nice. What's that girl's name that we go at horseback riding with? I wanted to. I want to go see her. Sunset. Sunset Boulevard. That's the name yeah. of the horse. Her name's Lexi, right? Sexy Lexi. How you doing, girl? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Secure yourself. Shout yes. out to that experience we had. Yeah. We went horseback riding. Recently. It was she a lot did. of fun. That's where I feel the most at home. Okay. But now you so guys know me a little bit. Better. I feel the most at home when I'm at home. Yeah. I don't have a home. I'm a free spirit. You're a nomad. Nomad. Yeah. Are you a nomad? I'm a nomad and I traveled <laughs> a lot. Nice. So second question would be: Are you a are you cool, calm, and collected, or outgoing and sporadic in the sale when 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 she walks into a home? Cool, calm, collected, or outgoing? Skip, you go first. Just real quick. Uh, I, I would say, there's a, obviously there's a combination of both, but I would go with cool, calm, and collected because she's already has the skill for reading people. So she kind of goes in with an understanding of how she's going to approach, and she can quickly adapt. So she's not going to be like, oh, well, 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 you can do this and this. She's going to be like, oh, well, here's this and here's this. You know, she can read the situation correctly and respond on her feet, which keeps her cool, calm, collected. Should I even answer? Do you think that's it? Or do yeah, you think she's out more yeah. outgoing? I, f- I feel like from time and time she does get flustered. That's my own from my only Ooh. thing. She's cool, calm, and collected. If I had to some, choose, there's some objections sometimes that like flutters her. 
I mean, she's yeah. outgoing as a person, yeah, but for the situation, I'm going to go with so uh, option A. Well, uh, essentially, Skip was right. Um, and it is crazy <laughs> because a lot of people that actually not that many people have shadowed me, but the few that have shadowed me just talk about how cool, calm, and collective I am. I am so chill. My main thing that uh, I think is my biggest selling feature is I'm just so calm. I just, there's, you know, it's just too calm almost sometimes, really. Yeah. I'm just mm. very calm. And even when someone says something insane to me, I'm so calm. It's like a poker face. Right. I don't even get fluttered. Let's get one more question in before we wrap up Drama Daddy's episode. Fair enough. Three. Okay. All right. So the last question is, and this, these are just fun questions, y'all. But last question is, going out to dinner, what does she eat? She picks dinner. Like, like am, oh, I, am I going food or a restaurant? Yeah. A uh, restaurant. Like, like type of food. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Type, type, of, type of food. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Genre. Thank you. Where, where is she? No, just she, she's right here in Louisiana, Mandeville, Madisonville, Louisiana. She'd, she'd go for some seafood and probably try to get her hands on some oysters. All right. I would say lean towards seafood, but it's going to be based on like, oh, this place looks cute. Like, I would like to go here and see what it's about. More yeah. so well, that right, than. So since he's, 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 in all fairness, he's elaborating way too much. Yeah. He asked a simple <laughs> question. Now he's setting the mood. So he's yeah. selling you on the place already. Yep. Him. <laughs> all three questions so far. You're he's closed really you on the place he's going to. I might, I might have right, this she, might, she might roll he's over in her plan B. Plan B. What's snuggy? number plan B? <laughs> plan B is where she would go. Oh, see, oh, all the seafood restaurants are closed. Where's she going? Oh, I have an answer ready right now. You can go. Food truck. All right. Genre of food. Come on. Okay, give me give me a sag. Five. This is turbo round. I'm gonna say um, a fancy little Mexican restaurant. Oh, okay. And when you say food truck, what type of genre? Um, normally around here, it's probably Three, gonna be a Mexican style, two, but whatever she can find, one. food truck, food truck style. Uh, I'm gonna say why it was fuck the closest. Yes! <laughs> 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 uh, I love me some oysters, but my top pick any day of the week. Denny doesn't eat it, so it sucks. I have to do it by myself most sushi. of the time. Sushi. I know. I was trying to like lead somebody. Sushi into that is question. what I get all the time, but I do love me some charbroil oysters. So. Oysters. See, charbroil, charbroiled, whatever you call it. Oh, that but by the way, bad. on the West Coast, I will slap down raw oysters every day, every single day. The oysters here are too thick and fat and juicy <laughs> for me to eat yeah, raw, so sorry I like the... Sorry, we're too thick and juicy for you. <laughs> yeah, I like the, the West Coast We don't want ones. you to eat them raw anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Question, y'all. So, oh. <laughs> so we've got a couple different things going on over the next week. Uh, we've got episode four coming out. There's, a, there's definitely something special coming mm. around the corner for Dharma. Mm. I know we're wrapping up today's episode. Is there anything that you want to drop that's coming with Dharma that is not only just gets you excited, but like that's something that people the people are waiting on? The second clothing drop, we're going to have inventory in. Uh, we already got one bulk order coming in. Ooh. I imagine it might be here next week. Yeah, hopefully and next week. So, wait, where can they get it? Because like, uh, like, I've got Dharma already. I'm wearing it. Where can I get some more? Okay, so we're going to have the link in the description wherever. If you go to dharma-llc dot myshopify.com that is dharma-llc dot myshopify.com you can go and order whatever you want um we're gonna have the link in the instagram description as well at dharma underscore underscore apparel um 
what a lot of people don't know about is with what I do for like my, my full-time job right now is I deal with a lot of people in the NFL, NBA, MLB. So I have access to a lot of athletes right now, and I've actually been in the works of talking to a couple of athletes. You know, like A-level. I'm not talking to like Shaq or to uh, Tom Brady or anything. However, I've got people with blue check marks with 10, 15, 20, mm-hmm. 100,000 followers that have a good name for themselves that I might bring on and get them some uh, clothing and discount codes. But there's one person who has a podcast, he's a musician, and he's the one that introduced me to the law of Dharma. And so I'm gonna do my damnedest to try to get in touch with him as soon as possible. Oh, like cleaner. dude, oh. dude <laughs> like a I've, I, I've got his Burn manager. Up. Uh, we've, up. So we've been in contact with him through like stealth before. Yeah. And I have his manager's email, and so I've been in contact with him. I've hopped on a phone call We're with him before. We're running up BP here. Oh, no. So, so the, we, we tried to sell it on a machine. We're like, hey, we're gonna fly up there, and if we beat you in BP, you gotta buy the system. But if you beat us, it's free, but we have to be on the podcast. So that was the whole thing, but he was like, we're nomads, we travel every couple weeks and months and stuff, so it didn't, just didn't work out, but yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, don't forget to uh, follow Shelby. all of us on Instagram and stay tuned. I know Dharma has a pretty sick Instagram where you post a lot of your upcoming new drops mm. and whatnot on your Instagram as well. Yeah, and also uh, the the story feed has some uh, inspirational, motivational stuff, yep. just kind of stuff to read every day. Yeah, definitely stay linked in and, and follow your Dharma. I mean, yeah. you can follow yeah, me if go. you want to see stupid boat memes or me chugging something. <laughs> or lifting let's some do it. All right, I'm going yeah. to let Skip take this one out. Or, or Autumn, if, if you'd like to take us yeah, out. You are the distinguished guest of the evening. Well, you know, this is an outro. I don't know how you guys do it around here on Dharma Daddies. We, but, uh, we typically take our clothes off and we jump off the railing. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right, guys. You guys first. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? This was a wonderful evening. I'm so glad that I got to spend it with the three of you Dharma Daddies. You guys had some wonderful questions, and I'm so excited to stay tuned in and uh, listen to more of your guys' podcasts and, and see some more fire clothing and uh, you, Wyatt, following your dharma and creating this whole brand. I'm really excited to see it bloom. And uh, just don't forget to follow us all on Instagram. Stay tuned with uh, the website and all the drops. And uh, with that, yeah. also, wait, this is on YouTube. We're ending a YouTube podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on that post notification bell. That's what I was bell. waiting for. So uh, with all that, we're headed out of here. Thank Skip, you guys so much. hit him so with much. the beatbox. Hit him with the freestyle. Hey. Yo, right, hey, they say we chillin', yeah, we is some gaudy daddies, yeah, we bout to get it, cause we drivin' in the caddy, we got loose, in the back, caboose, yeah, you know we ain't whack, yeah, we really having fun, chillin' on the river, getting really cold, yeah, we really bout to shiver, yeah, we bout to chill, till next episode, I'm bout to get it, cause you know I'm bout to flip it, though, hey. Peace. <laughs> Later, y'all. Bye, Bye, y'all. Peace, y'all. Enjoy. All right, hit pause. I know. Red button, then stop. So the top red button. This one? Yeah, hit the red button.